0: you're listening to the entrepreneur ignited podcast where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneur EntrepreneurIgnited.com. launch your online business live your dreams now here's your host derek gale Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype and bring you just real actionable tips and strategies to help your, grow your business on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and since it is the time of year when most businesses and entrepreneurs are turning their attention to planning the coming year, I've invited a very special guest to the show today to share some very powerful tips and strategies to help you prepare and plan for a really incredible 2016. Uh, He's a world-renowned expert, authority, and international speaker that coaches business leaders and their teams around the globe, teaching the systems and strategies they need to accelerate their growth and success. He's also the CEO of the Zig Ziglar Corporation and the son of the late Zig Ziglar. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Tom Ziglar to the show today. Tom, thanks for being here.
1: Derek, it's a, it's a privilege to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Now, um, today, uh, you know, it's that time of year, we're all starting to really sit down and say, okay, you know, you know, what's going to happen over the next year. And uh, there's lots of different goal setting plans and stuff out there. And every year, I see a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs sit down, a lot of businesses try and sit down and try and figure it out, but they don't, always, they don't always get it right. And so, you know, let's start at the beginning. From your perspective, what role does goal setting play in, in running a
1: business, in growing a business? Why is it important? <laughs> well, I, I love dad's quote, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. <laughs> so. So the the question is, is you know, what are you aiming for? What's your goal? What's your dream? What are the objectives of your company? What You know, and tracking the numbers on a consistent and regular basis tells us where we are in the process. If we don't have that, how can we make adjustments? How can we fulfill our dream? I, I say this. I say all dreams take time and money. I mean, show me a worthwhile dream that doesn't take time or money. And it's just not a big enough dream for you. So if we want to live out our dreams, we've got to have a specific plan in place to get there. And the way to do that is goal setting. I mean, goal mm-hmm. setting is the system that allows you to achieve the things in life you were meant to achieve.
0: Okay. So l- l- let's dig in then because, you know, this this is a question that I get a lot. And I mean, I've, I've asked this question as well. And uh you know, I've, I've got goal-setting systems I've followed, and there's always the latest and greatest sort of, you know, here's the right way to set goals. Here's the wrong way to set it. How do you come up with the right goals? How do you know, – what is a
1: meaningful goal? Well, let me, let me just uh, preface this because, you know, something profound happened to me this year. I was, I was actually in Melbourne, Australia, and I was speaking, and there was about 150 business owners in the room. And we were actually there with Steve McKnight, one of your good buddies. Um, and, you know, it's an all-day event, and I love to take questions. I mean, there's nothing better than audience interaction. Otherwise, you get bored of listening to yourself. And so halfway through the morning, I'm taking questions, and this guy raises his hand that I would say he was 35, 40-ish. You know, he'd been around a little bit. You could tell that uh, he had some experience, but he was also kind of looking for that next step, uh, maybe a little unhappy with where he was. And he asked this question. He he's he raised his hand and he said, "Tom, what is the fastest way to success?" And Derek, I'll have to tell you, nobody's ever asked me that question before. Uh, I've been in—I've been an expert, or not an expert, but I've been in this field for 50 years. I mean, I was born into this, mm-hmm. you know. And usually, the question is, you know, what are the keys to success, or how do I set the right kind of goal, or. Or, you know, what things do I need to, to, to do in order to be more successful? Man, this guy just cut to the chase. He said, what is the fastest way to success? What a great, honest question because who wants the slow way, right? I mean, <laughs> the hard way. We all want that. And so I sat there, you know, deer in the headlights because I'd never been asked that question. And it's such a great question because it demands such a simple answer. And so out of my mouth, I said, the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. Mm. Just that's what I said. And so then I moved on. Next question, please. Well, we go to the break. We come back. Steve comes out. He's, he's debriefing everybody from, the, from that session, and he says this. He says, hey, guys, did you hear what Tom said? Write this down. The fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. And I'm, like, standing against the wall, ready to go on stage. And I look around, and I'm like, did I say that? (laughs) Because I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty smart. Oh, that's profound. Absolutely. So I wrote it down. I go up there, and I finish the day, and we get done about 5, and I get to the hotel about 6.30, and I make a beeline to Google. I got to Google this sucker because – oh my gosh, you know, obviously I channeled that quote from somebody. So I Googled the fastest way to success is replace bad habits with good habits. And nobody had the quote. I mean, there's tons of articles and research and quotes on habits yeah. and on success, but nobody had put that in play. And so then I was, I, was, I was excited and I was energized and I was like, what is the truth behind this? Because I'll I'll, I'll come clean. I'm kind of a nerd. I like to know... You know, what's underneath? You know, what's the foundation? Why does this work? Yeah. And so the next day I flew to Darwin and then two days later back to Sydney and then to Brisbane and to Papua New Guinea then to Brisbane then to L.A. Then to back to Dallas. So I had, you know, 40 hours of flight time and this thought kept going through my head and I started testing it. And I looked at every area of our life. I mean, in your physical life, if you replaced a bad habit with a good habit, what would happen? I mean, let's just say you have two soft drinks a day and you replaced it with two glasses of water. What would happen over the course of a year? I mean, it'd be dramatic. Mm -hmm. What if in your business uh, you had a Monday morning meeting and instead of having no agenda, you had a specific agenda, that little bitty thing? That's the only thing you changed. What would happen over the course of 52 meetings during the year? And so I started going around what we call the wheel of life, you know, the personal, the family, the financial, uh, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the career. And I started applying that principle, and I realized that you can change everything by that one simple thought, replacing a bad habit with a good habit. And here's the kicker, is if we don't replace a bad habit with a good habit, as soon as we get under pressure— We're going to go back to the bad habit we left. And so if your habit now is to drink a Coke every time you get under pressure and you stop drinking Coke, guess what? The next time you get under pressure, you're going to grab a Coke. What Mm -hmm. you've got to do is condition yourself to something new. And so when it comes to goal setting, just remember this quote. Dad used to say this. This is great. He used to say, hurricanes and earthquakes get all the press, but termites do more damage, and they take such little bitty bites. Mm-hmm. And so as we think about 2016 and goal setting, man, it's awesome to have a big goal and, and all these things, but it's the little habits that you put in place that replace the bad habits that are going to get you that goal and change your life. So I would like for people to think about on a weekly basis – What's one bad habit I can get rid of and replace with one good habit, and then be consistent in that? That's, uh, and that <clears throat> that is
0: that is profound. It, it's so simple, but so powerful. So now let's 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 take a step into businesses. I mean, you work with a ton of of small businesses and and large businesses. What are, what are some of the bad habits that you see them performing over and over to their detriment that they could change? Oh, oh there's
1: – it's countless. <laughs> it <is. laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, there are things that we are unaware of that we're doing that are bad habits. Yeah. And then there are things that we are aware of that are bad habits, and we let them keep them you know, we let them keep on and exist. And, you know, I, I love this idea because it kind of echoes what we've just said. Uh, the one thing, I think Gary Keller wrote The One Thing and there was a co-author, I can't remember his name. And, mm-hmm. and the idea was, is you know, don't focus on 10 things, don't focus on four things, focus on one things or one thing. And as an entrepreneur, small business, uh, business owner, our tendency is to have four or five big projects, big things we want to get done, mm-hmm. and every week we push them all forward, but we don't get any of them done. Yeah. Right? And so the one thing in your business is what's the one thing that if you got it done would raise all the ships in your business? Yeah. You know, if, if, if you're just getting started, you know, it's as simple as an opt-in on your website. Sure. Right. I mean, it's the one thing that changes everything, Mm -hmm. and so the bad habit is taking on too much and not taking the time to prioritize and focus on the one thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, that's just that's a that's a simple one, and and just imagine if you just implemented one thing a week in your business. Yeah. What what would happen?
0: And and so, and I'm familiar with the one thing, and and. I've always struggled with this. And so as a business owner, now, when you're first getting started, okay, let's just say I don't have a business at all. I've got a job and I want to start a business. Okay. You know, I mean, you don't have a, a lot of things on the go, but once your business starts to mature, you've got a lot of different irons in the fire. And so on an annual basis, and uh, you know, I've started the year, particularly last year, I'm like, okay, what is the one thing? And I couldn't do it. There was not just one. There's always a list of things. So I guess my question to you is you run a business. You have staff. You've got multiple products. You've got projects on the goal. When you look at your year, do you have just one thing or do you have
1: for a year a few different goals? Oh, well, of course you've got to have different goals. Uh, you've got to have more than one. One of the things that really helped me is I organized our business into profit centers. Mm-hmm because it made everything so visible. So let's just say you've got five or six different products or services that you market. If you make each one of those a profit center, in other words, you look at the revenue and the cost and the expense and everything underneath it so that you've got a clear picture of what that profit center is doing for your business, then it becomes real clear that most organizations, they have one that's 40 or 50% of the bottom line. hmm And then they've got two or three that make up the next 40%. And then they got a whole bunch that aren't really doing anything. Well, when you know what that is, when you understand what that is, and then you say, okay, what's the one thing I'm going to get done this week? Well, hey, if it's not in your top three generators or the new program that's going to replace something that's going away, you know, maybe it needs to fall further down the schedule, we, you know, I've, I'm a victim of the shiny new toy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> any, I think almost any entrepreneur is. I'm with yeah. you
1: there. <laughs> and so so many times, you know, we, we, we get this passion for this new, yeah. this new thing that, that we're going to put out, you know. And we do all the fun work, you know, the creative. And we think of the new site and the landing page. And I'm going to get this product over here. and I'm going to get help from over here. And we get 80% of it done. And then the new toy shows up. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. And we don't ever finish what we just did and so we got to break even on it and we left when all the profit is in the last 20% of completing it.
0: Yeah, yep, absolutely. Okay, so, so uh, now let's dig in a little bit here. When we when you're setting a goal. So you you said you've broken your company down into profit centers and and um and so obviously you sort of probably have a dashboard where you can see which ones are, you know, what's generating what. Now, when you're setting your goals, are you setting revenue goals, you know, uh, you know, profit goals, or are you setting project goals that, if you complete that project and it's successful, will obviously impact the revenue?
1: Yeah, and the answer is yes to all of those. Okay. Um, and you know, I love I'm, – I'm a big – I'm a huge Seth Godin fan, and you know, he has a, a general uh, focus or priority that he has that's different than most people. Uh, he, do, he says uh, he does not set a revenue goal or a profit goal. What he does is he focuses on the scalability of trust. The scalability of trust. Okay. Okay, and that is a powerful thing for us to understand. And, and what he means by that is that if he can build trust in every interaction, everything that he does, then he'll never have a problem as long as he's bringing value to the marketplace. And it's an interesting thing because in 1978, a book came out called Secrets of Closing the Sale. A guy named Zig Ziglar wrote that book. And in that book, he said there are five reasons that people don't buy. No need, no money, no hurry, no want, or no trust. And the biggest of these is trust. Mm -hmm. And so imagine if in your business process and your mission and everything that you do, if scaling trust is your number one thing, then you've overcome the biggest obstacle of why people won't do, won't do business with you. So, and so as part of the goals that you set, you know, I need to get this project done at a certain time. I need to generate X amount of revenue to keep the doors open, to keep payroll going to, you know, there's cash flow revenues when you're in a your small business and you've got overhead, people who like to be paid every month. I mean, those are all legitimate goals. Mm -hmm. But to me, the overriding one is, are we scaling trust along the way? So that, uh,
0: let's drill down into scaling trust because, I mean, it's not a, trust isn't, I I, I guess you could argue that it's black and white, but how do you scale trust? I mean, what does that even look like?
1: Uh, Let me give you an analogy. In the sales process, if you, if I present an opportunity for you to purchase Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you say no, the longer you go without saying yes, the more likely it is you will never say yes, Mm -hmm. right? The best opportunity I have to create a relationship with you being a customer is right at the moment of of that decision point where I ask you to, to join, to do business, to, you know, to become a customer. Over time, if, If you don't say yes, the possibility of you saying yes goes down, down, and down. Trust works the same way. When I have an interaction with you, whether it's an email or social media or a landing page or face-to-face conversation or whatever, if if I have an interaction that builds trust, that's fantastic. The longer I go without talking to you, connecting to you, reinforcing that, the more your trust goes down. You and I, we we've talked several times. We met in Australia at, at an event uh, several years ago, but I can guarantee you, our trust for each other is going to be greater tomorrow than it was yesterday because it has been a long time since we had spoken.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? It's not. It's not. Um, it's not because you did something to me or I did something to you. It's because we're people, yeah. right? We like to reconnect. We like to have a relationship. We like to understand what's your motive and. You know, boy, if I could plug in and help you and you could plug in and help me, wouldn't that be awesome? Mm-hmm. And and so that's what scaling trust is about. It's it's these little uh interactions that we have, an opportunity to do something purposeful to help someone else be do or have more.
0: Right. Okay. So now now let's and that, that was a good explanation. Now let's let's shift gears and let's go back to our goal setting. And Let's talk about process because, I mean, obviously, you've gone through this process numerous times in your own company, probably coaching other organizations. And so when you sit down at the beginning of a year, what are the questions that you're asking yourself? What is the process you're going through to distill down to the, the, the meaningful things that are the right goals?
1: Okay. Okay. Well, we actually have a whole system for that. We have uh, filtering questions that we ask. Like we ask this question, we write a goal down, and then we say, is this moral and ethical and fair to everyone involved? Right? I mean, that's a a pretty big question. Yeah. And I'll I'll give you an example. Let's just say, now this is is far out there, but my daughter is 21. She's a junior in college. Uh, When she was a senior in high school, Let's just suppose I had set a goal to be a world-class triathlete. Mm -hmm. That would have meant that I would have had to train four or five hours a day, four or five times a week, which would have meant with my travel schedule and everything else, I would have been a gone, I would have been an absentee parent, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? I wouldn't have been there for her last year at home, really. And so that goal was not moral and ethical and fair to everyone involved. So we have a series of questions that we use to filter through to make sure we have a good goal. Like for this, for example, is the goal really yours? I mean, are you going to medical school because that's what you want or is that what your parents said you should do? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people who are professionals, engineers, doctors, lawyers are no longer doing that because it really wasn't their goal in the first place? hmm so you've got to walk through these questions to understand, is it your goal? And then when you have the goal and you know it's the goal that you want, it's, it's fair and moral and ethical to everyone. It, it, it creates value. It, it does all the other things that you need it to do in your life. Then we walk through what we call our seven steps. It's our procedure process that we do. And I can walk that. I can take those steps through and anybody listening can write it down because here's the great thing about uh, the process. It works as long as you follow it. It doesn't even matter whether you believe it or not. That's the cool thing.
0: <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's go through these seven steps. I want to hear them.
1: Yeah, so the, the first step is you identify your goal. And, you know, in this one, uh, let's just say, let's just make this goal that we're going to go after. It's our dream home. You know, we're going to buy our dream home. And so what you could say is, in 2016, I'm going to purchase my dream home that's pretty good. But what's better is you could say, you know what, I'm going to purchase my dream home. It's going to be on a cliff overlooking the ocean facing the sunset. It's going to have five bedrooms. It's going to have a, an amazing media room. My office is going to have a porch and there's going to be a huge pine tree right next to my porch so that when I'm out in the morning at seven o'clock watching, you know, the wildlife come to, you know, wake up, I'm smelling the pines. I'm, I'm hearing the waves You see where I'm going? It's this detailed vision Mm -hmm. of of what your goal is. I mean, don't say you want to grow your company from a million to two million. Talk about in this goal what a two million dollar company is going to look like. I mean, you're going to have the coolest Christmas party ever and you get four weeks of vacation and all these different things that come around. Or your company is going to fuel the dream that you have. The, the profit of this company is going to get you out of debt, or it's going to pay for your pay for your kids, you know, college education or whatever. But you write that goal down in detail. I mean, I put if you're if you got a dream home, imagine yourself, you know, the chocolate chip cookies are wafting from the kitchen as you sit in your favorite chair in your dream home. Mm-hmm. When you can feel it, smell it, taste it, then it becomes real. The second thing that you want to do, and this is the one that most people look, this is step number two, is you have to identify your benefits from achieving this goal. What are your benefits? And the reason this is so important is because if you don't have a long list of benefits, then as soon as the obstacles arise, you're likely to give up on it. Mm. Okay? So let's just say your goal is to lose 25 pounds, and you put the benefit down as you'll look better. Well, that's true, but you'll be healthier. You'll save money on health care costs. You'll be able to play with your grandkids. You'll have a better life. You'll be able to travel and get around better. You'll have more energy. You'll get more work done. That's going to result in more productivity and more profit. I mean, you can go down the list, and you could probably have 100 benefits from losing 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. The more you write down, the more likely it is you're going to stick with it. Yeah. The third step is listing out and detailing the major obstacles and mountains that you need to climb in order to reach this goal. Oh, you know, it's a new business. I don't know anything about that. Right? So you got, you know, I I need to learn more or we're in debt. Boy, that's a big obstacle. We've got to, we've got to figure that. Uh, There's all kinds of things, but until you understand what you've got to overcome, how can you put a plan of action in place to overcome it? So you write down all the major obstacles. Step number four is the skills and knowledge required to reach this goal. So you start detailing out the things that you don't know that you need to know in order to achieve this. So that's the business that we're in. Uh, I liken it to this. At Ziegler, we're in the gear business. So when you think of a bicycle, a 21-speed bike has all those gears on it. Mm -hmm. A gear is simply outside knowledge or information. So most businesses, they're riding down the road of, you know, of of life and you're sitting on your bike and you're pedaling, and then you hit the mountain that you've got to climb. Well, if you've got a one-speed bike, it's no fun, man. You've got to get off and push. But if you add outside knowledge or information, you know, you 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 attend a, a program, a workshop, you get coaching, you you invest in an online program or whatever, and you learn something new, it's literally like putting your bike into first gear. And you just pedal up the mountain. You go for it. So that's why new knowledge and information is so critical. Step five is who do you need to work with, the individuals and groups? You know, if you're losing weight, you better work with your spouse, right? Otherwise, they're going to bring home vanilla ice cream, and for me, it's popcorn. (laughs) My body retains popcorn. So there's no such thing as a half-eaten bag of popcorn in my house. Uh, And so who do you got to work with on your team and your business to set this goal, to achieve it? You put their names down and you understand how they help. Step number six is the plan of action. This is where most people start. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But until you've identified those first five steps, your benefits, who you need to work with, the knowledge you need to acquire, the obstacles you got to overcome, the plan never seems to get filled out correctly. Right? So we put in our detailed plan of action. What am I going to do every day? And then number seven is you put a completion date on it. When is this going to be realized? And to, just to do a recap, uh, for, there's three things that goal achievers do that nobody else does. Goal achievers do this. They do these three things. Number one is they write their goal down in detail. And so if you follow that goal procedure that I just gave, those seven steps, you will have done the first thing that goal achievers do. Number two is they work on the goal every day or as often as necessary. You know, a very powerful tool, a very powerful thing to do is first thing in the morning, you update your goals, procedures, and what are you going to do that day to achieve that goal? And then that night, the last thing you do before you go to bed is you review your goal, you mark down what you did, and you fall asleep thinking about how you're going to achieve that. Each one of those things only takes three or four minutes when you do it on a daily basis.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? And the third thing that goal achievers have is they have an accountability partner. A mentor, a coach, a spouse, somebody in their business that holds them accountable to doing what they say they're going to do. So when you follow those steps and then you work on it every single day and have an accountability partner, then it's just a matter of time before you hit it. Now, here's the cool thing. This goes back to the original uh, thought. The fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. When you have a BHAG, which is what we call a big, hairy, audacious goal, let's say it's doubling your business this year, You take that big, hairy, audacious goal and you break it down into monthly goals. And then you do those little termite steps every single day to hit your monthly goal. And then you've got a new monthly goal. And so you hit a big goal by breaking it down into small goals.
0: Yep. And, you know, for for everybody that's listening here, um, you know, I, I get uh, questions from people all the time that ask, you know, how, how do I accomplish what I've accomplished? How do I get so much done? And I've just been quietly listening as, as you've gone through this, Tom. And uh, basically, you just mapped out the goal setting process that I use from the BHAG, to the annual goals, to the, you know, breaking it down to the accountability partners, to the, uh, all that. And that system for me over my career, over the last well, 17 years online, you know, has allowed me to create multiple companies, has allowed me to accomplish so much that, you know, I, I just can't, I, I just want to emphasize how powerful what you just shared is. And when I watch entrepreneurs, whether they're starting their business or growing their business, you know it's the the old saying, right? If you you know if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, and and that's why uh, you know I wanted to to get you on this show and to do this interview um, specifically at this time of year because it's so crucial to achieving absolutely you know, anything meaningful in business and, and in life. And, you know, that being said, what you just went through as well, though, you, you know, you've taken it to, to a different level for me as well. And I've got, I love it because I've got a page of notes here now of things that I can do as well to improve on that. And particularly in the detail right? And really spelling out that goal, because I don't think sometimes we, we put enough thought into that of what it is and what it's going to really truly look like once we've achieved that. And, uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we're almost at a time here. And, uh, so t- to wrap things up, um, any final tips, any final thoughts on goal setting and, if people want to continue to learn from you, I know you've got a massive archive of information. Where do they go?
1: Perfect. Well, the easiest place to go is just to go to Ziegler.com. That's our, that's our website. Uh, that's where we have all this information. And I'm a huge podcast listener. We have the Ziegler Show podcast. Uh, where you can hear interviews and and uh, concepts like this like what we talked about today. those are the two things that I recommend to everyone. And I guess just to wrap it up is uh, this is, I call this the sequence to success or, the, or success has a sequence or there's there's something required for a breakthrough. Uh, one of the programs that we do is we certify coaches and as a coach, When you're helping someone to have a breakthrough, and it could be personally, it could be business, there's a sequence to these words, and these three words are critical. And here are the three words, creativity, optimism, and systems. And in order to have a breakthrough, those three words have to happen in the right sequence. And here's the sequence. Optimism, creativity, and systems. That's the sequence. So here's what we know. If you have a negative outlook, if you are, you know, if you're looking at a situation and your attitude has gone sour, your brain is literally in, in fight or flight mode, right? You're either banging your head against it trying to do the same old thing that wasn't working, or you're ready to throw it in the trash and run away right? But as soon as your attitude turns to optimism, hey, you know what? We can do something here. If he can, I can. Wow, there's people out there doing a ton of business this way. Maybe I can do it. That literally unleashes your creativity. Just to, just think of your mind. In a negative mindset, you had two doors that were open, you know, fight or flight. With a optimistic mindset or a positive mindset, you've got hundreds of doors open and you can literally brainstorm and mind map and start writing all these things down. When the creative juices go, then you take those and you put them into a system. And you see as business owners, our tendency is we jump straight to the system. And the problem is, is if our mindset is off, we're not putting any new ideas into the old system. And so there's no wonder that we're going to keep getting the old results. That's why in this goal setting process, once we identify the goal, when we really spend a lot of time on the benefits, it switches our mindset from negative to positive. That's why it's so important to write down yourself enjoying the benefits of the goal. You're sitting in your house, mm-hmm. you're looking out over, you know, you're looking at the ocean, you're seeing this, and then you start seeing the benefits. Man, if I have this, if I have my dream home looking over the ocean, my grandkids and my kids and all their friends are going to be coming over here. You know, it's going to it's going to change my whole relationship with those that I love, and this is going to be the place where memories are made. When that optimism turns on, then you start thinking about all the ways that 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 goal that you have can come into reality. And I say this. We in a system, I mean, in a business we call them systems. In our personal life, we call them habits. A habit is just a system for your personal life, and a system is just a habit for your business. And so think of it that way. Think of these little things that we can do that are that are termite-sized bites that lead to this BHAG, and we ignite our 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 vision, our focus. That why not us, right? Why can't we do it? Everybody else, you know, we look out and they go, "How'd that guy do it?" Right? I'm smarter than them. I've I've done more than they have. Well, maybe they're just working a process, and you can too. Absolutely, that was yeah,
0: fantastic. And uh, and and again, well, first of all, Tom, thank you. So much for being here and thank you for sharing so much with us and and I kid you not like I, I have a page of notes here I've been quietly sitting writing away as I'm heading into my planning process for 2016 and uh, and you've just added some really what I think are absolutely incredible layers to this goal setting process that I know works and you've just made it better for me because you know a couple of my key takeaways is I, you know I've never sat down and really said okay what are the benefits I've never listed that out I've never truly spelled out the goal in the detail that you're um, that you're talking about. And, uh, and so, yes, again, Tom, uh, thanks so much for, for sharing unconditionally all of that, uh, all of those steps on goal setting. I really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me on. It was an
0: honor. Fantastic. All right, everyone. That was Tom Ziegler. And, uh, guys, I can't emphasize the importance of this enough. I mean, as you're heading into this year, you need to sit down, you need to spend the time, map out a day, block off a day, two days, however long you need. Make sure you build your goals for 2016, meaningful goals, and then follow the steps that Tom shared with us today. If you want those steps, we're going to do a full transcript of those ep- this episode. If you head over to entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast, you'll find all the links, first of all, that Tom mentioned, plus the transcript where you can get those steps right out of the transcript. So make sure you check that out. And again, as always, if you haven't done so already, head over to iTunes, head over to uh, SoundCloud, and uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're not already so you don't miss any more of the episodes over 2016 as we aim to become the number one podcast for digital entrepreneurs. And now it's time to add that final ingredient, if you will, to make all of the strategies for goal setting that uh, Tom shared with us today work for you. And that final ingredient is action. So go ahead, take action, and apply what you've learned and stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast, a podcast designed to simplify online business. This is your host, Derek Gale. Signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.